Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> it's bad that we still haven't got sick of that, isn't it? Oh, God, no. You're very, very harsh, Simon. Very you're very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. Um, Hello, this is... No, you were oh, still talking. No, sorry, sorry, I thought I'd just go into it. No, I was still quoting X Factor. Sorry. Do you want to do a little X Factor quote? Whenever you're ready. People are going to be bored of that. Very, very harsh. Where's your brain in your middle toe? Where's your brain in your middle toe? I love you. That's Tesco Mary. Your knowledge of X Factor, what, 2000 to 2010? Ooh, yeah, I reckon so. Would that be your mastermind? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Unsuccessful X Factor auditions. Holly Jervis. Oh. oh, I showed you Holly Jervis, didn't Holly I, Jervis. on the way to the game. Uh, you really enjoyed that. Work. Yeah. It really does. Pour Sh- some sugar on me, honey, don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> I did the mouth. That's what made yeah. you laugh, though, Yeah, isn't it? you really did the mouth. That was great. Yeah. Should we talk about football? Probably. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Big Kick Energy with my best friend, Holly Jervis. With Holly, Holly Jervis. With. Oh, can we get her as a guest? I don't. Do you think she knows a football? I don't, I, doubt, I don't know. I don't know why I doubt it. I just don't feel like it is. She was the one on X Factor that she came in going, I've done the time. I've worked hard. Doing shows I, I don't want to do. Yeah, I've done. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready and to be goes, a big He's like, name. okay, so start seeing you. She goes, can I take my glasses off? Yeah. Yeah. I'd quite like for her to like maybe sing the national anthem before a lioness go. <laughs> God save our king. Oh, oh come oh. on, keep it current. Keep it current. That's king. the second time we've discussed the queen's death on this podcast. Yeah. When I it's s- what she would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever on. someone on the news says King Charles, I always hear Spaniel. Yeah, absolutely. We still think they're talking about dogs. <laughs> When will that end? I, well, I think we all know the answer. Right, okay. okay. Should we go on with the football? I think so. We on s- that note. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what people don't realise is that we do the stings. We've yeah. both got electric guitars here. We went to see a game, didn't we? Uh, did we? Did we? Did we? Suze was designated driver. Des. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And we... Well, we got hospitality, didn't we? Oh, we got hospitality. I think it's worth saying, I did actually have normal tickets. I didn't. No. This one slid into the DMs. Hi, can I come? It was already sold out. I needed a seated ticket. I'll tell you why it was sold out, because I had bought tickets. <laughs> we'll stop buying tickets. <laughs> to be clear, every other match I've been to, I've bought my own tickets. Just yeah, so you know. Right. Yeah, all No, right. don't be like that. <laughs> no, you have. 
<laughs> but yeah, we we went to uh, we went to hospitality. I think. Well, first of all, there was a little bit of a freak out when we when we went into the into the little bit where you get your pass, and the people behind us went, "We're Emma Hayes's family," and we Susie, like, ah! Susie went. Ah! <laughs> We had to sort of pretend it was a hiccup. <laughs> and then we went upstairs into the hospitality lounge, yes. which um, there was a lovely spread on, they did. wasn't there, yeah, from was Brighton? Good. I would describe it as um, the sort of picky bits you get at a wake, but uh, gratefully received. I think that's a bit harsh. I think that's very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. Um, no, I love the picky bits at a wake. You love a wake, It's the only reason you? I go. <laughs> For the beige food. I love beige food. Yeah, it was very nice to have a, a, a pre-game bargey. A pre-game bargy. Loved it. A half-time quiche. Yes, absolutely. Loved it. Should we... I know that we want to really unpack our Brighton Chelsea experience, but should we go through the match results and then we'll come back to it? I guess we should. Okay. Okay, here we go. Match day 12 results for the 27th and 28th of January. Brighton nil, Chelsea 3. Man United 2, Aston Villa 1. Everton nil, Leicester City 1. Bristol City 1. West Ham, two. Tottenham, nil. Man City, two. Liverpool, nil. Arsenal, two. Oh, let's get to it then. There's the age-old saying, if you love something, let it go. And I think Brighton really loved having a nil-nil draw at half-time. And they, they let it go. It was. So I think it's fair to say we were on our way and we were feeling a little nervy. Oh, very nervy. I went to bed thinking, I wonder how Sophie Bagley's feeling. That's our goalie. Mm. I never thought that I'd think about a goalie before bed. You never thought but you'd go to bed going, I hope Sophie Bagley's okay. I hope Sophie Bagley gets a good night's sleep because I would be very nervous. <laughs> but I'm an anxious person all the time, but maybe she's not. I don't think you can be an anxious person and be in goal. Oh, God, no. That's not. You no. need to be someone that's naturally confident. Absolutely, yeah. Um, We'd be hopeless goalkeepers. Terrible. And you've got the reach. Oh, I'm terrible at goal. I used to play, you know, that comedian's football. Yeah. Um, you have to do 10 minutes. Each each player had to do 10 minutes in goal. Yeah. The, the way that scoreline would change when I went to goal. How come? It was like Mr. Tickles in goal. <laughs> Long reach, but not in the right places. <laughs> and your arms are all wibbly-wobbly, aren't they? <laughs> they are wibbly-wobbly, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike will be really glad that you used the word wibbly-wobbly because he always tells me off for saying it. He's like... Why do you say wibbly-wobbly? But it's a, it's a proper phrase, isn't it? I think so. Wibbly-wobbly. Wibbly-wobbly. Anyway. We were very nervous going we into nervy. it. And then we got there. We were very excited to be in hospitality. Took our seats. They were good seats, weren't they? Oh, they were good seats. Oh, my gosh. Right behind the Chelsea dugout. Yes. And behind the dugout was all of the, like, Chelsea officials. You know, all, all the blokes with the iPads. Yeah, all the blokes. What are they doing? I don't really know. Are they, like, looking at people and going, she's... Running well. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the sort of thing? I think they just looked at their iPads and it just said, keep Lauren James on. Oh. Um, it was, uh, well, actually, we were sat behind the Chelsea elite and in front of, we turned round to see who we were sat in front of and there was commentators. Yes. And it was none other than England national treasure, Rachel Yankee. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, we got a bit starstruck there, yeah. didn't we? We had to keep, like, Consciously not looking around and okay, staring. Going, look behind you. Look, look behind you. No, don't do anything with your face. Just look behind you. That's Rachel Yankee. And then I turn around really obviously really and go, obvious. Oh my God! God is Rachel Yankee! <laughs> <laughs> and then we were behind her as we left. Yes, yes. I opened the door for her. <laughs> I'm sure she'll remember. <laughs> but it was it was nervy, Brighton, you know, it, it's a tricky time for them at the moment. Chelsea in the form of their life. Uh. 
Um, we thought maybe there'd be a home advantage. It seemed for much of the first half well, that might be the case. The first 45 minutes, I thought we were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I thought we were... We had a fair bit of possession. Yep. Bagley was doing really well in goal. Yeah, she, she had some cracking she saves. She had some cracking saves. We had a couple of shots. Yep. Pretty, you know, on target. Yep. A couple of absolute howlers going into the mm. car park as well. Oh, yeah. The car park was busy, wasn't it, at the Broadfield? <laughs> Both ends, yes. to be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of balls that rumour has it are still landing now. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, the, the, the ball the ball, ball boys and ball girls would have been very busy. Absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Absolutely exhausted. They earned their keep. Um, uh, but it was, yeah, a great first half. And I thought, do you know what? I think... I think we might get one. I'm not saying we'll win, mm. but it really felt like... It wasn't the thrashing we were expecting in the first half. Yes, I think it's fair to say I would have happily taken a 2-1. Now, I'm going to get like annoyed now even just talking about half-time because as we walked back into the very lovely hospitality suite, I saw that my two friends and Seagull's teammates... Claire and Sophie, were sat in the two seats directly next to the yes. hospitality. So, of course, they were rinsing me for being in posh seats in the VIP. Vips. And, yeah, and I, I went over and spoke to them. We were saying how great Brighton were doing in the first half. And then, because, you know, I'm, I'm still a woman of the people. In the words of Jessie J, don't lose who you are in the blur of the stars. Is that a normal quote to say? Mm, I don't know. Not really. All right. I thought she said it's not about the money, money, money. Well, yeah, that t- I could have used that one. Sure. She's a grounded gal, is Jessie J. She went to China and won a competition. I mean, that's very grounded. I went into the hospitality suite, went up to that Picky Bits buffet where there were sandwiches wrapped in cling film. She started thieving bits for her team. That's the I truth I took of a it. photo of the options, WhatsApped it to Claire, said, do you want a sandwich? And Claire, God, why are you sharing this? People from Brighton listen to this podcast. I, I, listen, I think it's a nice thing to do. And they'd be like, no problem. They would. They need to get eaten. And Claire took so bloody long to say, oh, can I have a ham and mustard? Can I have... Uh, anyway, I was searching through all these cling-filmed uh, sandwiches when I heard from the stands an eruption of roars and mm. realised I had missed the first goal of the game yeah. from none other than superstar striker Lauren James. I was not even a striker. That's how good she is. She just gets in that position yeah, and taps I mean... it in. It was such a good goal and I had to run back with sandwiches, shove them in Claire's hands and then run back to my seat having missed this first game. Thankfully, Chelsea were like, don't worry, Maze. We've got a couple more. We've got a couple more. That Now you sat down, we can let you see. Yeah, I mean... I'm never, ever doing a nice thing for anybody ever again. (laughs) I'm not. Great to hear. All right, maybe I'm not going to get sandwiches for a friend ever again. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, She can start her own podcast that gets lots of traction and means that she gets an invite to hospitality. You know what I mean? If you're listening, Claire, start your own podcast. Get your own ham and mustard sandwiches. If you're listening, Claire, I don't know why she's done this. <laughs> she's on one today. I don't know why. It was so exciting at the interval. It was at halftime. It was so exciting. It felt like we were going so well. And then I had a quiche and you Lauren James quiche. scored two goals and Frank had the quiche one. that did it? I don't know, but it feels like it was linked. Unlucky quiche. Unlucky quiche. Mm. It could be, it could be. But I, th- I, f- I feel like, like joking apart, I think Emma Hayes went into that dressing room and tore him a new one. Yeah. And was like, are you joking? Nil, nil. Yeah, what? are you kidding Co- me? Yeah, come on. And I think Melissa Phillips, it was as if Melissa Phillips, and I, and I love her, friend of the show, Melissa Phillips. Sure. Armel. She, 
I think, went in and was like, guys, doing great. Let's just keep this up. Yeah. I don't know. Did you feel like Brighton dropped off a little bit? I felt like they lacked concentration. Yeah. I think we're seeing that quite a lot yeah. in the teams in the latter half. Yeah. Of yeah. the uh, of the leaderboard, concentration. We saw, I mean, I think we, it's fair to say we saw it in with Bristol, yeah, as well, which oh. I know we're going to come on to. And what is that, mate? What do you think that is? Do you think that you know when you're looking at the Arsenal's, you're looking at the Chelsea's, you're looking at the Man City's and the Man United? Like, is it because is it just how they're training? Is it the conditioning? Is it is it the facilities? We said a number of times it was like Torval and Dean were playing. They slipped over. Oh yeah, so much that grass is not in great nick. How much of a difference is that going to make? I guess quite a lot. I, yeah, I, I do think quite a lot. You know, it's, it's not it's not the same as Kings Meadow, yeah. Chelsea's home, home ground. But but at the same time, I think I think personally, it's a lot to do with mentality because I think mm. we've seen it happen both from winning position. You know, Bristol had equalised uh, when they had their lapse of concentration, mm. and that allowed West Ham to get a goal that was so easily avoidable. I think, I think yeah. it came from a Bristol throw-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They where, just threw it straight in the net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Brighton were. A similar lapse of concentration, similar kind of, you know, switching off the ball, but they were from a losing position. Mm. So I think it, it's almost, regardless of what the scoreline is, I think there's key differences, as you say, from the top teams to the ones in the bottom half of the table in terms of their mentality of of continuing to have a 10 out of 10 mindset. I mean, Chelsea were 3-0 up. And they I were think still with like going 20 for it. Go, And they were still, still clinical. In fact, they were playing like they were 2-0 down in a, in a final yeah. and putting everything out there. I'm it's hesitant wasn't to blame kept... it on, on, on facilities. And yeah. I'm hesitant to blame it on, you know, on, on the physical. I think it is mentality. I think that's what Emma Hayes has done so well yeah. at Chelsea. And we've seen teams like Arsenal, you know, Jonas Eidevel's side have, have, have got this very clear mindset I think that that is a winning mindset yeah it's interesting isn't it because we were so close to the dugout we could actually hear and see Emma Hayes oh yeah it was very exciting yeah. but she was just like she kept shouting get tighter get tighter and it was like a military operation yeah. she shouted something it made it you know you could watch it yeah. I mean the wonderful thing about watching the games at the Broadfield Stadium is, and we were so lucky to have such brilliant tickets but even if you're at the back you're only really eight rows back yeah. you can really see everything yeah. that happens and you you know you would watch you know someone's down you know Frank Kirby nips over gets something it's passed it's mad, around it? yeah, and then it's yeah. like you can it's like choreo- it it's choreography yeah. it is choreography and that was the thing and I think it's so interesting to like to talk about mindset, bringing it back to what we do, bringing it back to comedy. Yeah. When you go into a gig, when I'm in Edinburgh, for example, mm-hmm. and, they, and people that aren't like sort of, that don't know an awful lot about comedy, when we go up to the fringe, it's quite a lot of pressure. You do like 26 shows in 26 days. If you're lucky, you get to do extras. There's reviewers in every day. There's telly people in. You're constantly trying to like prove yourself. I have to make a playlist that mm. I listen to on the walk between my flat and my venue. Yeah. And if I see someone I know, I don't stop and talk. Really? Because I need to get like, and it's like songs to like, get me excited to get on stage. Really? To make me feel like I like, I can, I can do that. Like, and it's, and if I'm having like, like You're at like, the moment. Don't talk to me, I'm listening to, what, I, what's I, what you listen to? Uh, my last time there was Call Me Out. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like we, like I knew like there was a Jay Z song. I mean, it's all it's very eclectic. Oh wow! But like at the moment, the song that I'm listening to on my way to gigs yep. is Becky Hill. Remember? Oh, okay, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a good one that one. But it's there is something about feeling like pumped. Yeah, 
Yeah, really yeah. pumped. And it feels like Chelsea, doesn't matter who they're playing, yeah. they could be, as you say, 2-0 down in the final, or they could be playing someone where they know, a team where they know they, they're quite comfortably ahead yeah. of them. And it's like they are giving it. We've gone into gigs before where you're like, this is a great venue, it's always a nice gig. But if you go into it super relaxed and half arsed, yeah. like you You've can, gotta bring it. You, yeah, you still bring your A game. Yeah. The same way you go you turn up at those like clubs where there's they go, there's six stag dudes in and we've had to chuck three uh drunk women out already. Yeah. And you go, right, you you attack that with the same tenacity as you do yeah. a, a lovely gig. Exactly. I think it's that it's that mentality, isn't yeah. it? It yeah. was it was nice being so close though. It really it? was. And you wonder, didn't you, whether Chelsea are gonna really feel losing Sam Kerr? And I'm sure they do. Yeah. But from a you know, from the untrained eye, they they've just got so many stars in that team. I mean, and a new we... addition. Yes. 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 Maya Ramirez. Yes. Uh, we think is now she's going to be it, well it, it's top Jill Rod signing um, from Man City when they signed her from Wolfsburg for £300,000 Maya Ramirez uh, brought in last week bought for a reported €450 Euros from Levante but she made an impact in her first game. Yeah, she did. She's brought on. She's tall, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. She's ever so tall. She's very tall. She, I'm just going to let you know this, Sue. 32 goals in 95 appearances for her previous club. Right. I did my, I did the maths. I yeah. went full Carol Vorderman with this. That works out at an average of one in three games. Yeah. My current goal to game oh, count. Jesus wept. Well, I, I couldn't help it. Is uh, eight goals in ten games. So that's an average of four in eight. Which means if I had played ninety five games like Maya Ramirez, my number would be seventy six. So just something for Maya to think about. You know, you can always you can always strive for. Are we really doing this? Can always strive for for higher. I just think it's good for us Should we, to... If we're talking about goal scorers, do you want to talk about Bunny Shaw? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, you... thought, I thought we might start with, with Maisie Adam against East Preston, but if we, <laughs> if we want to go if we want to go Bunny Shaw, we can do uh... that. We can do that. No, she made an impact. It's fair to say. She Maisie made Adam. An, yeah. Very, very good. Very, very good. Predicting huge things for that one. Predicting huge things. Can we talk about the fact, just quickly, yeah. that it is like Lauren James has a magnet in her foot? Oh, my God. Like, when you talked about um, being up close, like, with, 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 the, with the stadium, because obviously the last time we went to a game together, it was at Wembley. Yeah. And as great as the atmosphere is at Wembley, you're looking at those players and they're kind of like little, yeah. little action figures on the pitch. But... Seeing Lauren James up close is such a thing to behold. She's like, just incredible. She's somehow, we've spoken before about how she's very graceful on her feet, like she sort of glides through. Yeah. But there was a bit in the game as well where she sort of, the word I've used on the night was steamrolled through. Yeah, like three totally players. three players. And you'd think any other any other player that would end up as like absolute leg spaghetti. Yes, and no, three she, of you on the floor. Total control. Total control. I mean, that goal that I missed because I was getting Claire a sandwich. That goal was sensational. It was fantastic to see Chelsea up close. Uh, it but was. It, was, it was very rare to root against Lauren James. Lauren James, after those two goals, is now just one goal behind Bunny Shaw as the top scorer in the WSL. Bunny Shaw is now on 13. The race for the golden boot continues. And it was tough going to support the Seagulls and coming away as a 3-0 loss, especially when it kind of seemed so promising in the opening first half. But amazing to have such a full Broadfield stadium. The fans were incredible. It was a loud stadium. The Chelsea fans made themselves known. It was really great. And, you know, as we kept saying, we got to see up close some of... 
our best players, yeah. our country's best players. We saw a World Cup winner in Vicky yes. Lasada on the yes. on the pitch. It was it was really really great. It was thrilling. Really, it was really thrilling great. to be there. And thanks yeah. to Brighton for inviting us. Do you want to quickly mention your football game yesterday? Well, I don't know. We we sort of did a Brighton. We were level at half time. It was two all. And then we let them score three goals in the second half. Yeah, that's not ideal. Pulled one back, so we ended up 5-3. I heard that you got a bit of stick from their fans. I've never, ever been heckled at a football game that I'm playing at. Like, bearing in mind, not to clang here, but I did soccer aid and I didn't get heckled at that. But East Preston, I was like dribbling the ball. East Preston scored and then their fans went, put that in your beeping routine at me. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. And then every time I had the ball and I was dribbling it up, they were going, tell us a joke. And um, I did that really stupid... Obviously, I didn't rise to it because you do whatever um, Sean the gaffer uh, tells us to do. Uh, And we were told to keep cool, calm heads, which we did. But I did that thing of, you know, when you're like on the way home and you're coming up with all your comebacks. (laughs) (laughs) I got home and I was like, I should have said, oh, well, we'll start with your hairline, shall we? Like, no, no, don't, Maisie. Just don't. Did you just let it go? Yeah, it was a rowdy one though. Yeah, it was it a rowdy like one. It. Yeah, lucky but your legs hey, aren't in tatters. That's... No, no, there was a few spaghetti legs uh, yesterday, but um, I've, I've remained intact. Thank almost. God for that. No worse than you were before. No, no. And as I say, you know, it was great to get on the on the score sheet. Sure, sure. I don't sure. know if I've mentioned that I got on the score sheet. Right, should we talk about another game? That's going to obviously be our game of the week. Yeah. Shall we give some honourable mentions? Yeah. What, what yeah, other games why did you enjoy, Suze? Well, I thought. Man U Aston Villa was really good. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you why I wanted to mention it. I wanted to talk specifically about Nikita Paris. Oh, yeah. Now, she is someone that... She was in that Euro squad, wasn't she, for the Lionesses? Yeah, but didn't really get... She didn't really get many... She didn't get much stage time. No. (laughs) And then she's been on the bench for a bit at Man U. Yeah. And now it seems like she's been working really hard. Uh Uh-huh. You know, she's not... I mean, it's, again, isn't it? It's about having that it's strong about the mentality. mentality. Absolutely. That strong mentality. They've sort of changed her positioning, haven't they? She's more up front now. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to see someone that's clearly really grafted. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a similar story to what Mary Earps has talked about when she's picked up awards. Yeah. That like, it's the staying in it. It's like, you know, the being present when you're on the bench. It's the training. And it just feels like Nikita Paris is now in this, she's in like the form of her life. Yeah. And I think... You know, when we were looking at that World Cup squad, maybe some people would have written her off like, oh, she had her moment. Yeah. And now I'm like, Vigman is looking at her. Like, I would be... Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't I would, you? I really hope that she's called yeah. up for the next training camp. Because I think a lot of it calls in, falls into to a, a player's perception by the manager. Right? Yes, right. So Nikita Paris was a huge figure in the Lioness squad in the pre Vigman era. Yes. And then kind of under Serena, she's kind of, as you say, dropped off into yeah. into the bench. And then even with Manchester United, she hasn't often been in the starting eleven under no. Mark Skinner. So, and there's a lot of players who I think would be really disheartened by that and and get, get downtrodden. But, but again, it speaks to a player's mindset that they graft and graft and graft and show, I deserve that place. Give me that place. And yeah. She's Holly Jervis. I've done the work. <laughs> So she she scored both goals. Yeah, and they were beauties. They were really good goals. And then Rachel Daly knocked one in for Villa. Oh, with the penalty. With the penalty. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Manchester really needed this, didn't they, after their game with Chelsea? Yeah, they've had... And Man City. Yeah, yeah. So they must be feeling a bit relieved to have a win under their belt. Yeah, and I I think you're absolutely right to bring up Paris' role in that. I think think it's... um, 
she'll have worked really, really hard to demonstrate that. And I think not just to Mark Skinner, but also, as you say, although Reedman, she was at the Arsenal she game. She was at the Arsenal game, yeah. But she's got she's got catch up, hasn't oh, she? I thought so. I think so. I reckon she can get the... I, I reckon, reckon she's got the sky Someone sports. can send her the highlights. Yeah, I reckon she, she can um, afford the package. She'll, she'll have she? YouTube at least, I reckon. You'd have thought so. You don't have to log in, Serena. No, exactly. You can just watch it. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need a VPN. You, you know, uh, never mind, that won't make the edit. Um, but uh, I, I personally think Nikita Paris should be yep. in the Lioness squad. I also think she's quite a presence in that yes. squad. and do you know what? She seems like a laugh. Yeah, she does seem like a laugh. She seems like a laugh. She and we like it. And so I was just... That's why I wanted to mention that game. I just think it's its always so nice to see someone that's really grafted and put the work in. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we can't really call someone an underdog when they've already played for their country and they're playing for Man the United. That she's at, she's yeah. like, 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 she's definitely not an underdog, but she, you know, she took... She was in the background for a moment yep. and it's just clear that she did the work and kept that, you know, her head intact. And this and is what's now, great about football. beautiful you, goals. You can come back into the limelight. Yes. Like, as you say, Mary Earps... Mm-hmm under Phil Neville uh, wasn't getting that that stage time as it were so it's just about how you make yourself fit into a squad Mm -hmm. speaking of Earps must have been annoying for her to have daily taken the penalty yeah must have your Lioness team mate yeah she'd have been like oh bloody hell here we go yeah that's annoying isn't it yeah part of me's like does she know exactly what she's going to do because they've trained together so much but yeah that's true yeah if it's Chloe Kelly you're going to be like right here comes the weird leg yeah yeah or is Daly going, I know which way she prefers to go? Oh, it's a real mindset, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know if this... Is oh, that happening exhausting. as much in the men's game? Because well, Yeah, I think so. Do you think? I was just going to say, because there's fewer teams and they play each other more. Oh, of course. That's like, a good I point, wondered yeah. if there's... Like, you know, whether you're they encountering are. each other far yeah. more, so you'll have worked each other out more. Well, especially if you are if you train together whenever there's yeah. a big national tournament. You must be going, oh, God... What, I tell you what, if you sneak in on daily on the left, she hates that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and then you've got to turn up for national duty, pretending you haven't done all that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My honourable mention sure. is going to be Bristol West Ham. These were the two teams at the bottom of the table. West Ham needed uh, a win, and it was their first win in 10. So they're now three points clear of the bottom. A great goal from Hanoka Hayashi and then Amelie Thestrup equalised for Bristol and then Vivasei scored the winner. Vivasei, he had already had one disallowed but the Vivasei goal was beautiful. Absolutely yeah, beautiful. Really, really good. West Ham actually had two goals disallowed, two yes, goals offside. Yes. It's a, a much needed boost for West Ham. Bristol, on the other hand, they haven't won at home all season mm. and they've conceded 31 goals in 12 matches. I mean, you don't need to be Carol Vorderman to know that that's not good. Yes, yeah, not ideal, That's not it? good. How do you stay motivated? Well, that was about to be my question. Sorry, go on, you, you go on. No, 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 no. I don't think, I think it's fine that we, uh-huh. we're both thinking of the same thing at the same time. How do you, this is literally what I've written down, how do you keep, you know, the hope... How yeah. do you not just go, well, let's go back to the championship and we'll win that again? Yeah. You know, yeah. it is really gutting. I was really thrilled to see them get that goal away, but it felt inevitable, didn't it, it watching did. it? It felt inevitable they are about to get another one. It did, it did. And we, we, we spoke about it earlier, but it's, you know, when you're bottom of the table and you equalise against West Ham, who are the, you know, the, the second bottom, you, you're going, right, brilliant, we've equalised, let's build on that. And rather than build on it, they switched off mm. and they gave away possession. So and it's, I mean, it's and it, frustrating. And I know I mentioned it 
earlier. We referenced it when we were talking about the Brighton game. But there does seem to be that drop off in concentration. Yeah, yeah. you get your with heads the down. teams that that aren't at the top. They're not. I mean, and maybe it is that they don't have the same sort of psychology mm. coaching that like Chelsea are able to get. You know, but well, I wonder what that job's like. Because I've just watched that. There's a great documentary if you're into tennis on Netflix called Breakpoint, and there's and like there's a clip where like the coach is like, I need to go and talk to his psychologist before we get out. I need to know what to say to him Ooh. before this match about Ooh. about the guy that he's coaching. And I wonder what what is that different thing? Yeah. That what makes it click? Yeah. 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 Mad, isn't it? it I don't really think we'll is. ever know. Do you not? No. I think it's I think it's one quote written in a safe that's kept locked. And currently, only the four teams at the top know what. That and you don't think is. it's live, laugh, love. I don't think it's live, laugh, love. It's not dance in the rain. No, no. It's, it's not, not lemon, um, lemonade. Shoot, shoot for the moon. If you fail, you land on the stars. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, none of that. No, I don't think so. Is it just like just keep your concentration in the second half? I think it is. Yeah. It's probably something like that. Yeah. yeah, you've got to keep a winning mindset. Owen Quigg in X Factor. You know, he did he did one more try on Best of British Week and he didn't get great feedback after a, 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 a string of excellent results. He came back the next week, sang Never Forget, Katie Robinson's favourite song, and he was back in the he was he was back straight through a week later. I, I don't know how you've done that. I don't know how you've done that. Um, <laughs> if I you mean, know, you know. One last thing. I do want to give the honourable mention of, of Fionn Morgan, who ran the ball half the way of the pitch, doesn't go down for a penalty... Battles on, drops it across for Thestrup, back of the net. Yeah. It was beautiful football. It was very And this good. is why we love the WSL, is you see that type of football at the bottom, as well as the excellent football we were speaking about of, of Chelsea mm-hmm. uh, at, at the top of the table. Best thing you can do this year, go and see a game. Absolutely. Game. Absolutely. Uh, sad news. Oh, for- no. Should yeah. we play the sad music? Yeah, have we got any sad music? I don't know if then we're making it seem too... Um, Light. Light. Okay, yeah. But there's been another ACL. Oh, no. Uh, Not another one? Another one. Was that was that too insensitive? No, that's fine. Great. Jill Rod suffered an ACL last week. She's the latest high-profile player. Five of the 20 nominees for the 2022 Ballon d'Or no. has now got an ACL injury. Yeah. Five of the 20? Yep. That's terrible, though, isn't it? Yeah, That's really, it really bad. Is. Especially when City are like playing such excellent football at the moment. That is a huge loss for them. Yeah, and also like gutting. Yeah. To be, you know, to know that you're in such good form with your team. At the same time, you've got you've got Chelsea, you've lost uh, Sam Kerr, and you've got City, you've lost Jill Rudd. It's, it's, it's not good. It's no, not it's good. really not. Talking of ACL, should we talk about the fact that Leah came back? Leah yeah. Williamson, friend of the show. I love the way I call her Leah like I know her. I don't. I know. I know. Uh, Leah Williamson, uh, it was great, great to see her back on the pitch. She played in the cup game. Oh, the midweek one, yeah. Reading. Reading, yeah. There was a great clip of her and Beth Mead. They were obviously, obviously, they both had ACLs, and I think they're really good pals as well. And Leah crossed it to her, and Mead popped it in. But it was a great little interview with Leah afterwards where she said, No, we said in the dressing room beforehand, uh, I'll cross it to you, you pop it in, and that's how we'll get the first goal. Incredible. <laughs> and Easy. So that was just, um, yeah, I mean, to get an assist on your first game back, your first minutes back, so in, good. I think it's something like 250 days yeah. since she's been on yeah. pitch. Um, yeah, just absolutely thrilled what to see a return. her to see her back. And I did send her a little message saying well done and she did she did send me some hearts back. So we are friends. You got you regardless got, you got of hearts from Williamson. Hearts from You've Williamson. had hearts from Williamson and T- Turland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've had no DMs. I'll send you one later. 
No, not from you. Footballers. Um, Very quickly, uh, let's uh, cover the other results Uh, in the Scottish Premier League. After 18 games, Glasgow City moved up to third after beating second place Celtic. They're now only two points behind them. Uh, Meanwhile, Rangers remain top with a 2-1 win over Hibernian. In the Welsh Adran Premier League, after 12 games, Cardiff remains comfortably on top while Swansea and Wrexham are battling out for second place. Also... Uh, Lewis had a good game this weekend. Yeah, well, they did. They, yeah, they, yeah, they drew. Yeah, a good game. I'm really, really hoping Lewis stay up. I'm really, really hoping. I guess they they drew two two all with Reading. With Reading, who I yeah. guess had a point to prove after yeah. being thrashed by Arsenal. Uh, by, by Arsenal, so. it was two all. Uh, yeah. but, you know, talking of the cup games. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't quite understand all this. This issue with Aston Villa. Yeah. So they've got a new player, Noel Maritz, who came on in the second half as a sub. Yeah. But there's some sort of issue. Yeah. Because... She'd already played for Arsenal three times in the Conti Cup this season. So Aston Villa are saying this was an administrative error. We didn't realise. So you're not allowed to play for a different team for the Conti Cup. You can move, having already played in the Conti Cup. But there's no rules like that if you're someone that's having a bit of a change round in the WSL, is there? Is this just a Conti Cup rule? Because like if now there's a transfer window... Oh, yeah, no, people, if, you've been, that, if you've been playing for... If, if you transfer from West Ham to Arsenal, yeah. it doesn't matter how many matches you yeah. played at West Ham. No, but it's just within the cup. It's within the cup, yeah. right. Okay, so now what's happening at Aston Villa? They're saying, we're really sorry it was an admin error. Yeah. And the FA are looking into it and basically going, we might just let Sunderland have the points. Yeah, yeah. If, oh, if they go against Aston Villa... that's a balls yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a big admin error. Because they won 7-0, it's worth yeah. pointing out. Yeah. Sunderland would be absolutely delighted. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine getting thrashed 7-0. And then winning. And then winning due, due to admin. I mean, it's the opposite of when we uh, when we won but lost at Wembley. Yeah. In, in that, that Holland game. Yeah. Like, we've won! We're not in the Olympics, <sighs> they've won. I know, um, I know. It, as admin errors go, it could be really pretty big. Bad. Have you ever had a bad admi- admin error? Not really. The worst I've probably done is when you accidentally put kiss kiss at the end of an email that is someone that you're not kiss kissy oh, with. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done one? Yeah, I, I did um, a gig in Ireland. Yeah. And then got asked to do it again. And uh-huh. I thought I was replying to my agent saying, God, I'm not doing this gig again. It was <gasps> bloody awful. Oh, mate. Yeah. And then um, I I didn't even notice when I sent it. I sent, I sent it and then I got a reply from him going, uh, I think you meant to send this to somebody else. Um, and remarkably, the offer still stood. He was like, uh, I mean, it did have a sassy sort of thanks for your feedback. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, oh. I just had to send it. I'm, I was like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been a real rude word there. Yeah, it was awful. Maze, it was terrible. awful. Oh, I got cold sweats. I had to put my head under the cold tap. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, it was really awful. It was really awful. And then, like, you know, when um, for the next sort of, I reckon, three months, There'd be times where you just sat on a train and your mind wanders off and you think of that again yeah, and yeah. You, you, you fold no, inwards. No, yeah, absolutely no. horrific. Absolutely Terrible. horrific. Not good, not good. But not as bad, not as bad as maybe overturning a 7-0 loss yeah. to Sunderland. Not ideal. Talking about football investigations, oh, yeah. the World Cup case. Oh, it rattles on, yes, doesn't it? Yes, it does indeed. Yeah. The judge investigating potential charges over him 
Louis Rubiales and the kiss on Jenny Hermoso at the Women's World Cup final. The judge has recommended that the case go to trial. National Court has ordered the judge to summon the current manager as a witness to determine if Hermosa's exclusion in two matches was linked to her refusal to sign a joint statement with Rubiales regarding the incident. It's so frustrating, this story. I can't believe it's still rattling on. Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing about it. But do you know him. what? I can. I absolutely can believe it. I absolutely can believe it. It's... it's uh, disappointing but not surprising. He's banned for three years from all football-related activities by FIFA, but he is still fighting it. Well, <sighs> we'll see. I, I just hope it gets put to bed as soon as possible and yeah. we are able to talk about Spain's win at that World Cup. Not that I'm uh, overly keen to talk about it because I'm still upset by of the course, result. no, but... But it would be nice to be able to talk about that. Should we have some good news? Yes, please. You got some? Uh, no. No? No, I'm joking. Come on. <laughs> Say it to me again. I was going to say something funny, but nothing came. Yeah, we're okay. used to that. Uh, let's have some good news. You got any? Yes, I have got some great news. Sam Kerr, who's currently out with an ACL, has agreed in principle to extend her contract with Chelsea. The 30-year-old's contract expires in the summer, but she will soon commit to the West London club again. And that must be excellent news for her partner. Oh, yeah, Christy Mewis. Christy Mewis, who has just signed for West Ham. Oh, so that's, that's a lot less admin, isn't it? It's a, a lot less lot, admin for them. I wonder, do you reckon they're getting the Caramello Koalas brought over for them? Caramello Koala. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, sorry, chocolate. I remember that. Yes, yes. And the Tim Tams. The Tim Tams. The Tim Tams in West Ham. Yes, That's exactly what she'll be that. bringing. That's what she did. She sees a girlfriend. Um, do you want some more good news? Go on then. Well, you might already... Do you fancy another one? Do you fancy another one? Uh, as you may already know, we are going on a big kick energy mini tour. Are we? We are. <gasps> with live dates in London and Brighton. We're in London on the 19th that and 20th. mini tour. <laughs> yeah. We're in London on the 19th and 20th of February at Signature Brew, Black Horse Road with our friends from Baller FC and on the 27th of Feb at Comedia Brighton. The 20th is sold out in London but we still have a few tickets left for the 19th and a few tickets left in Brighton so please come and say hello and our northern friends and family your family we will have news very very soon. Very 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 soon. soon. We couldn't possibly give anything away but, but we've got a Manchester date coming. Susie! I'm giving the people what they want. That is true, to be fair. Loose lips, sells tickets. <laughs> That's what she's known as <laughs> in several circuits. Oh, please! Um, this is a family okay. podcast. Let's go for email, shall we? Why not? Last week we spoke about walking football and we had an email from Stuart Langworthy, the manager of England's over-60s walking football team. Oh, yeah. Who became the first ever World Nations Cup walking football winners. Stuart writes, Thank you for your support in raising the profile of women's walking football. He then goes on to send us a fantastic email from Morag Pierce, which reads as follows. My name is Morag Pierce, knee Maggie Kirkland. Oh, She's, she's changed her first name and her second name after yeah. getting married. So she, I mean, both are great. I did want to say Morag. That's a great it's name. It's a good but, name. But Maggie, also coming in strong. And you know, Morag's even better in a Scottish accent. Morag. Morag. Yeah. Is she, is she Scottish? Got she's, no, she's playing like for the Morag. England team. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Okay. And <laughs> I play for ex-Saints women, WFC, and England women's over 60s. I played football from a very young age and was spotted playing with my brothers and their mates. Even though women's football was beginning to be recognised, Southampton was flourishing with female players. And I was part of a very successful Southampton WFC, which dominated women's football back in the 1970s. Ooh. At 15, 
I was fortunate. 15. Did I was you know? fortunate enough to be selected for the England women's national squad. What? Looking back, it was one of those situations where I was in the right place at the right time. The current right fullback was unavailable to play for Southampton. I came off the bench as replacement and was spotted by the England manager, Eric Worthington. I was the youngest player to make it to the first England squad and no. the youngest player on the pitch when England played their first international game against Scotland in November 1972, winning 3-2. Slash Maggie. I can remember having very mixed emotions as my parents were Scottish. but Here we go. I was proudly supported by my family. I went on to represent my country 40 times before retiring in 1984 to concentrate on raising my family. No way. My last match was against Sweden in the UEFA Championship final second leg. Unfortunately, (laughs) we lost 4-3 on penalties, but I didn't take one. My involvement with walking football was pure luck. Players from my past Southampton days contacted me to see if I'd be interested in playing walking football. Returning to see familiar faces, brackets, my sister Heather being one of them, and surroundings, everything fell back into place. Playing for ex-Saints WWFC, albeit older and slower. Again, going forward to national trials, I was selected, along with my sister Heather, for the first England over-60s national squad. Oh, my God. Maggie. It was a proud moment when I pulled on my England shirt again. And prouder still when I was handed the captaincy for our first match against Guernsey. I'm now looking forward to being able to continue to play this wonderful newfound venture for a few more years. Oh, my God. Uh, Morag! Morag! Maggie! Unbelievable. We've had an England player right in. Thank 40 games, not just the ones. Bloody hell. Yeah, I love how she's like, oh, I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, 40 times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's fair to say you were also probably really, really good, I think you probably earned it, Morag. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah, my last match was just casually a UEFA Championship. (laughs) I know. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for getting in touch. And I'm so glad that you were able to rediscover your love of football through walking football. If you're listening and think that should be something that you might get involved in, absolutely do head to that website, wfa.co.uk. Amazing. Amazing. Loved that. Yeah, loved it too. Should we have another one? We've got an email from Emma here who says, I love the pod. Thanks, Emma. I just wanted to write in and suggest the book A Woman's Game by Suzanne Rack. Oh, yeah, I've been recommended this one. Um, When I heard the story about Harry Batt, the bus driver who championed women's football in one of the previous episodes, it inspired me to look into more of the history. Harry's mentioned in the book, as well as plenty of other historical details, which vary from absolutely astonishing to heartwarming like Harry. Anyway, keep up the great work. Absolutely going to read that. That is next on my list. A Woman's Game by Suzanne Rack. Anybody else uh, want to read along with me? You can order that book and send in your thoughts. Yes, do that. How did you go on with your sticker album? Oh, thank you so much for asking. I've got quite a lot. Yeah, me too. I've got quite a lot going. I have. Oh, I didn't bring mine. Oh. I've got loads. Well, yeah, I've got, I don't want to blag, I've got a Stina Blackstenius. I love it. I have two Mackenzie Hawksby's. Should you oh, I think I've got one? a Mackenzie Hawksby. Oh, my God. I, we can't move here at Big Energy for Mackenzie Hawksby's. So if you'd like a Mackenzie Hawksby, do get in touch. <laughs> I've also got a Hanoka Hayashi, fresh off her goal at the weekend, yeah. and uh, Missy Goodwin. So do holler if you'd like any of that. How are you getting on with yours? Yeah, quite good. I bought lots of stickers. Yeah. Do you do them on the train home from gigs? Because yeah. I do. And then sometimes grown adults walk past me being like, are you all right? Yeah. I mean, some teenage and I'm like, boys... excuse me, I'm putting in my Mackenzie Hawksby. Yeah. Um, some teenage boys laughed at me. 
Oh, well, we laugh at teenage boys. Yeah, it's fine. I don't mind. You've seen the way they dress. Yeah, terribly. Um, right, what games have we got coming up this weekend to, to talk about next week? Oh, there's some good ones. Yeah, there really oh, there is. is some good and I'm ones, actually. really worried for Brighton. Yeah, so you've got Aston Villa versus Bristol City. Man United versus Brighton. Mm-hmm. Mm, go easy on us, Nikita. <laughs> West Ham versus Arsenal. Mm. Might have a home advantage, maybe. I don't know. Man City versus Leicester. Oh, God. Liverpool versus Tottenham. That feels like that might be the, the closest. Yes, closest I think call. so. Listen, nothing's a foregone conclusion. No, and Chelsea-Everton. Chelsea-Everton. Brighton game prediction, dare I ask? 2-1 to Brighton. 2-1 to Brighton. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll hope for it. Yep. We'll hope for it. There is always hope. We march on. We march on. Please get in touch with us. We always want to hear from you. Uh, the email is... Oh, don't sound clingy. Kick. Don't sound clingy. Be like, um, get in touch if you want, not that we care. Um, I really just want to hear from you. Please text me back. <laughs> hey, just, you check- good night? just checking you got our last episode, guys. <laughs> uh, let us know. Um, look, if you want to email, email. BigKenergyPod at gmail.com. We don't care either way. So. I care. <laughs> Uh, and you can find us on Instagram. Please follow us there too. And thank you so much for everyone that voted for us in the Sports Podcast Award. Oh yeah, thank you for that one. Thank um, you. If you enjoy this podcast or you know someone that might, please tell them about it. We want to grow our Big Kick Energy community and we're very excited for the live shows. Oh yeah, see you very there. Very excited. We'll see you there. Very, very excited. Very, very excited. Okay, share, like, subscribe and goodbye. 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 No, like Holly Jervis. Goodbye. I don't think enough people know who she is. Well, they should. Are you doing an X-Factor podcast as well? Oh, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Right, I'm off to go and start that podcast. Bye. Bye.